and welcome back to Better Than Before, the podcast that is here to inspire and empower you to make positive changes in your life so you can become the happiest, healthiest, and most fulfilled version of yourself. Whether you're looking to improve your relationships, boost your productivity, or simply find more laughter, joy, and meaning in your everyday life, I've got you covered. I'm your host, Yami Mufti Fraze, and I am thrilled to have you join me on this journey. Remember, my goal for you is simple, to help you leave each episode better than before. And welcome back to Better Than Before. I am so excited. I am your host, Yami, and this is my podcast. You know, honestly, it's still kind of weird to say that out loud. I legitimately can't believe I have a podcast um, after wanting to do it for so long. And we're finally here. So today is a solo episode. I don't know if I mentioned this in the other podcasts, but... I want to make it a point to have these solo episodes kind of as if you were talking to a girlfriend, you know, your best friend, or honestly, maybe even an acquaintance because you can get so much wisdom from an acquaintance, right? So I also, when starting this podcast, I didn't want it to be all business. Um, I feel like when we start something for fun, um, we we start it, we we do it, and then it becomes like, a shift where it's now business. And while I am grateful that some of my hobbies, a fitness turned into a business and is now my career, um, there are sometimes things that I just want to kind of keep chill. And this podcast right now is one of them. <laughs> so with that said, I didn't plan super, or I didn't plan what I'm going to say to a detail, like to the T it's more of like, like I said, talking to your girlfriend, whatever comes out. And I, I like it that way. So I hope that you at least get some, something out of this, whether it's a little tip maybe, or uh, maybe a thought that you're like, Oh, I didn't think about it that way. Or maybe even just a giggle. <laughs> I hope that um, the po- this podcast serves you and encourages you honestly in any way. So with all that said, I um, asked on Instagram yesterday what you guys wanted me to talk about in this whole episode, and I got so many amazing responses, and I've kind of um, separated them into three categories. A lot of the questions were about motherhood and my fitness journey and owning a business and um, insecurities and, you know, so we're, we're going to talk about um, three three topics, three categories, like I said, um, my business, Lavavis specifically. If you don't know what Lavavi is, it's my activewear and tumor brand. Um, and then they wanted, another one was, like I said, insecurities, what it's like being a working mom with your job and balancing my fitness journey. And the last is um, only one question was asked like in this specific way, but I just loved it so much. And it was something that I was struggling with. So I do want to touch on that. So we'll start with that. And that is fear in losing yourself when you become a mom. And oh my gosh, girl, I was so scared of losing myself, losing my relationship with Taz and just not being who I was anymore. And obviously everybody has different experiences, but I'm thankful to say that I feel like I'm finding myself more. And um, 
it's funny because I look back at all the tears that I cried when I was pregnant because I was just so anxious for the future and, you know, the fear of not knowing what was going to happen. And if I can go back and tell that sweet girl, like, don't worry about it. Like God's got you. He would not give you this beautiful miracle if he didn't think you could handle it. And I know that's kind of a cliche, but it is, it's, it's my truth. Like I'm living that. And so, um, going back to what I said about, I'm finding myself more. Um, I've never done more in my life than what I have done since giving birth to Luna. And saying that I have never felt more aligned, more, I don't want to say successful, but I've never been more proud of myself because this year, along with, you know, the word of the year that I I chose, which was, um, execute, (laughs) um, I'm proud of myself for, for committing to doing what I said I'm going to do. And while I'm nowhere near like to the finish line, I, I, I find that my choices are much more clear. I, I say no to things that I don't want to do. Um, and I say yes to the things that I really want to do or that I really feel like I should be doing at the moment. And, and I say that because she's kind of become my guiding light. And honestly, a lot of the decisions I make are for her, not essentially like for her, but they are more so like, she's the number one thing in my life. And if it's gonna help me do, you know, have more opportunity with her, is it going to benefit her in some way? Like, I just don't want to keep wasting time on things that don't necessarily matter. Um, and I want to focus on the things that do matter because I feel like, and I mean, I still kind of do something. I still do things like that sometimes where like, yeah, maybe that's like, doesn't move the needle in whatever way, but I, and I hope this is making sense. I just feel like I am becoming who I was meant to become after being a mom. And like I said, everybody has different experiences. And I know a lot of people that don't have children and they fully feel like they are where they're supposed to be and they're aligned. And I, that's just something I have dealt with my entire life. And so, like I said, I just feel like having her, um, like I said, she's my guiding, guiding light. And, um, it's almost like I read this, um, quote the other day, or I heard it on like a reel or something. And it said something along the lines, like, and I'm probably going to butcher it up. So I apologize in advance, but essentially it said something like your children are going to grow up seeing you and are they going to see how do I say this? I'm going to mess it up so bad. Essentially it's saying like, did you do the things you said you were going to do? And your children are going to see that you might tell them that, but then if you don't do it, they're going to be like, what happened? So for me, I really want to do and do and execute the things I commit to and that I want to so that she growing up sees that her mother did that. And she, her mother like, went through with everything she wanted to do again, whether it be like a business venture or 
I don't know, like a hobby or whatever. And so, yeah, that's what that's. Yeah. I, if I could tell myself being pregnant, I would be like, snap out of it. It's going to be fine. Like it's going to be so fine. I cried so many tears of anxiety and now I have on, I don't want to say it's been smooth sailing, but it is nothing like I expected. And honestly, it's the best thing. I know it's so cliche, but, and if you ask this question, what I can encourage you is it's literally the best thing ever. And obviously when you give birth and you bring the baby home, it's going to be very hard. You're going to be like in a time zone, like a time vortex, excuse me. And everything's going to be very like the same for a really long time. Like you're feeding, you're sleeping, you're changing a diaper, you're feeding, you're sleeping, not you're sleeping, the baby's sleeping, (laughs) you're changing a diaper. And so obviously I am out of that zone a little bit. Like I, I still, you know, being, being a work from home mom, this is a really good way to segue into the next topic. It's hard because she's here. She's actually sleeping right now. And I'm praying that she sleeps and naps the entire time of me filming this and I have to film something else. So like I have never been more productive in my life than I am now because I have to work around her schedule and I'm no longer mindlessly scrolling on Instagram or TikTok or don't get me wrong. Sometimes I do, but when things have to get done, things get done. And so I'm losing my train of thought. What was my train of thought? Oh, right. So, um, that's the problem with the solo episodes, I assume. Um, okay. So like I was saying that first season, when you bring the baby home, it's going to be a lot of repetitive things, but then you get into the next season and the baby starts showing more personality and you get a hang of things. And, and like I said, you just come into your own and you know, your fears and your anxieties are completely valid. Like I do not want to say like, don't do that. Um, but me as my experience, I wish I didn't worry about it so much because then I could have enjoyed my pregnancy a little bit more, if that makes sense. So that's that. Um, okay. Let's move on to, um, okay. Yeah. Um, a lot of questions like, uh, the most tricky parts about being a mom and a work from home mom and how you resolved it, what it's like being a working mom in your fitness journey, life with a baby and the body, the bad and the tips. Um, I guess she meant the good, the bad and the tips. <laughs> um, mindset with weight loss or when you're on a weight loss journey. Okay. So there's a lot of everything there. So we're going to talk about being a work from home mom and, trying to do your fitness and trying to run a business and all of that. And all I have to say, it's really hard, really hard. But if I can sum it all up in a nice little package and wrap it up in a bow, (laughs) I have, I had an epiphany one day and I said in my head, (laughs) I said, yes, I'm running a business. Yes. I want to work on my fitness, but None of that matters because I have my baby. And at the end of the day, a business is just a business. A workout is just a workout. And my baby will only be a baby for a short amount of time. And I want to be fully present and and just soak this season up. Like I told Taz this morning, oh my God, I'm going to cry. Will there ever be a podcast that I don't cry? That's the question. 
<laughs> I should have named this podcast like the cry podcast. Um, okay. So last night, um, she woke up in the middle of the night and Taz went to feed her. And I, and when she wakes up, I'm kind of awake too. And I, it, I can't go back to sleep until she's like down. And so when Taz was feeding her, I don't know why I thought about this, but then I just like, I missed doing skin to skin on her or skin, skin on skin. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Um, like skin to skin or skin on skin, whatever it's called. And in my head, I was like, oh, you didn't do enough when she was a baby and I started crying at like three fifteen in the morning. And I started crying when I was telling Taz because, and the thing that really made me cry is that when I woke up this morning to change her and like wake up for the day, I like tried to do it. And she is at a point where she's just moving so much that she won't do it. And so all that to say is that the seasons go by so fast when they're babies and I don't want to miss any of it. Like I really wish that I could bottle it all up and like, keep it and just keep replaying it because it's just so sweet. And it's interesting because, and I don't know that I've ever said this publicly, but I've growing up like, yeah, I was like, yeah, it'll be cool to be a mom, but I never had that burning desire. Like so many women are like my, my goal in life is to be a mom and not because I didn't want to be a mom, but because I didn't think I could be a good mom. And I didn't know that I could provide and give everything that I wanted to give. And just being in this season, like, oh my goodness, like knowing what I know now, oh my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> knowing what I know now, um, I would say that my number one dream is to be a mom. And I am so glad and so blessed that we were able to have children. And I am standing with those that are fighting, you know, fertility issues and just, um, praying for a baby and know that, you know, after our miscarriage, it was very hard because a lot of our friends got pregnant and, you know, when you're on the other side, things get hard. And so, um, I don't know, I'm going off on a tangent again and I'm sorry, but like I said, it's just, I want to soak up all the, all the stages of her, babyhood <laughs> is that even a word and so when you know things don't go as planned because I typically have like a plan where I say okay her first nap I'll do this this and this her second nap I'll do this this and this and um she's at a point right now where she's wanting to be near me all the time so I don't really get to work when she's awake and I've just come to accept it like this is what it is right now and I'm going to do what I can and while it is you know, somewhat frustrating sometimes that I don't get to do what I want to do. I have like a mind shift where I'm like, it's really not that big of a deal. If a launch is late because of this day, then it is what it is. Um, if a workout doesn't go up, it is what it is. At the end of the day, it's just a workout. It's just a business that will be here tomorrow. My baby might be walking tomorrow. You know what I mean? So that is how I deal with the working from home. Um, and then as far as some tips, I think what, like I kind of just mentioned is if you can kind of do as much as you can while your baby is napping, then do it. Like, like, honestly, it's like a timer for me. Like I, I wish I had the full two hours, but I have to be like, okay, she's not going to sleep the whole two hours. Maybe it's an hour and a half. What can I get done in the most amount of time and then do that? And then also if you're doing a bunch of different things, like let's just say you're working out, you're filming a workout 
and you have to edit something. I don't know if, oh no, like let's just say you're filming like a, a clothing haul, right? Cause I'm, I need to make a point. <laughs> so you film the clothing haul or you work out, you film your workout, you get ready if you need to, or shower if you need to, if not, just you film your, um, your clothing haul, right? And then you're probably going to make a mess wherever you're filming, right? I would not clean up. I would keep doing what I need to do. Clean up maybe at the end of the day or whenever, because things like that will take up your time where you could be doing some productive work. And yes, I know cleaning is productive and you need to do it. But if you need to get work done, like forget about the mess and move on to the next next task. I hope that makes sense. And I hope that like is a good example. <laughs> but like, let's just say you need to, I don't know. I don't know. I think you get what I'm trying to say, right? I'm like, I want to explain myself so well that I want people to like fully understand what I'm saying, but I feel like you do. <laughs> um, okay. So let's just talk about like the mindset when it comes to like body image. It was really hard for me and it's still hard for me, but I think I'm getting better, especially cause I'm losing weight. <laughs> um, it was very hard for me, especially when I would see like my friends go literally right back to normal. Like two weeks after giving birth. And I, my body's just not designed to do that. My body likes to hold fat. My body loves, loves the fat. And so, <laughs> and, um, I just had to accept it. I have to accept it because when I would talk to clients and I'm like, okay, your body's not going to drastically change. Like your body shape is your body shape. You're just going to either expand or lose, but your body shape is still going to stay the same because that's how you are. And so, you know, I talked to myself too, and I just had to like, give myself a pep talk and, and, and just remind myself that this is my journey. It's nobody else's journey. Like, and it's kind of the same thing. Like I will get to where I want to get to, and it just might take me a little bit more time. And thankfully I have a very supportive partner where he tells me that I'm beautiful all the time. And, you know, and it's just kind of like triggering sometimes when I get like these memories on my phone or on Instagram and I see myself like, during my bodybuilding stages when I competed it and I was like a twig and I was like, Oh my God, it looks like a, I look like a baby, <laughs> but it's, it's all good. Like I am having a baby puts so much in perspective and I never want her to see me talking negatively about my body. Um, so I'm making a very conscious effort to not do that as much. And yes, of course I still slip. I still, you know, say things, but I think I catch myself more often and, um, and yeah, it's getting so much better because I just look at her and I see her so pure and I just don't want her to ever say anything bad about herself because like, she's just so perfect. You know what I mean? And we're all perfect. And, you know, society has told us otherwise. And honestly, it's their fault. And <laughs> we can go just, I want to say so many curse words right now. Um, but no, I think, you know, our minds, our mindsets shift from day to day. Like we'll have a good day one day and then we'll have a bad day. You know, like for example, I ordered some, we're going out of town this weekend and I ordered some clothes from like one of those like rental companies that you can just rent clothes from and everything except one thing didn't fit me. And I was like, what? That never happens. Um, I'm always like, nothing ever fits me. Like nothing ever fits me. And so today's a good day because I fit into the clothes, <laughs> but how stupid is that? That we are, like our moods are dependent on 
on whether a piece of fabric fit our clothes, like our body, excuse me. Like how dumb is that? Like why do we, why are we so dependent on this piece of fabric or this scale to tell us how we should feel? I think it's so dumb. Um, and again, I'm like calling myself out here, but one thing that I would tell my pa- my patients, my clients back in the day when I was doing one-on-one coaching was, before you weigh yourself, I want you to ask yourself how you're feeling. Do you feel good? Do you feel um, happy? Do you feel light? Do you feel whatever? And then get on the scale. If the scale is something you want to see, great, perfect, you move on with the day. If the scale says something that you don't want to see or it's like kind of triggering, be like, okay, well, that's just a number. I still feel good. And that number should not dictate how you feel. Um, so anyway, I hope that helps because... <laughs> Like I said, I'm going off on so many different tangents and I don't know if these solo episodes are good like this. So you let me know. I want to hear your feedback. Okay. Speaking of feedback, I got this chair and in my head, I wanted it to be like an oversized comfy look. And I feel like it's not, (laughs) I feel like I like a giant in here. So I need you to tell me if you like it or not, please, because I might return it. Okay, let's chat a little bit about my um, activewear brand and swimwear brand and just what it's like to have one. So somebody asked, would love to know more about how you started your clothing business. Um, Would love tips on how to grow a small business successfully like you have. That's so sweet. And then more about your professional journey and how you stay motivated. Okay, so I think now that I'm saying this out loud, I think I'll make a separate episode on my small business, how I started, where it is right now, um, and go deep into that. And for now, I think I'm just going to touch on how I stay motivated with my small business. And um, and I'll probably dive deeper on this with, with that um, separate episode, but I'll just touch on it really fast. Um, I never thought I'd have a clothing business. Like I have no... I didn't go to fashion design school. I didn't do any of that. And um, I stay motivated because I am still not seeing what I want to see in the fashion industry and the activewear market and the swim market. Like, I feel like a lot of people market their brands a certain way, but it's not really what the brand is about, if that makes sense. And I just see something so special in Lavabi. That's the name of my brand. Um, and I like, it's almost like I know that I have something there, but I, uh, it's just taking me a longer time than other people to let's just call, let's just say blow up. Right. Um, I have been fortunate enough that my community supports me and they're the ones that are buying, but I don't know that I have a clientele of people that do not know who I am. And for me, I think that is the goal. Essentially, I would love somebody to be wearing Lavavi and buy Lavavi and, you know, keep going back to it and not know who I am. Um, Because right now the brand is solely dependent on me. And the goal in that is that it's not. Um, I want somebody to be like talking to their best friend, like, oh, I love this brand. You should try it. And again, not know who I am. I don't know that's making any sense, but that's what I want. And so I'm not there yet. (laughs) And also what keeps me motivated, and this might be really weird, but it's, um, when I see other people succeeding and their brands taking off and, you know, doing amazing things, my thought is like, why can't I do that? You know? And 
you know, my resources are a little bit more limited. A lot of these um, brands are much more privileged than I am. They have more contacts. They come from a wealthier family, so they have more money. And this is not like an excuse. This is just like the reality of the fact. Um, And, you know, while sometimes that discourages me, I I'm discouraged for a little bit. And then I'm like, wait a minute, why can't I do it? Like who's to say that I cannot build something from nothing. And I think that is an even more, not a more beautiful success story, but I think when you really don't really come from anything and you don't have the privilege and you don't have the contacts and you don't have the networks, I think that if you are able to build something, um, that's just so beautiful. And I'm motivated by that. And then also I want to provide a life for Luna um, that I didn't have the opportunity to have. And that's not like a dig at my parents or anything, because like I said, in my last podcast, they've, they did their very best. And I think it's our job as the next generation to learn and do better for the next generation, which is Luna. So all that to say is that, um, I'm motivated by, by Luna, of course, my daughter. And then um, just that thought of like, you did this from nothing. Like you you built this brand and you're helping so many women feel empowered and beautiful and accepted and seen and included. Because another thing that I see in brands is like the most beautiful aesthetic brands, which is what I aspire to be. Um, they are not, super inclusive. I said it. I said what I said. I'm sorry, but not sorry. And like, even for me, I see these brands and I'm like, oh, I'm not wanted there. Like I can never be a part of that because through their marketing, that's what I feel. Right. And so with my marketing for Lavavi, I want all these women to feel seen. And that's something I struggle with because I obviously don't have a huge marketing budget. I don't even have a huge budget to begin with. Um, And so as much as I want to be able to feature all these women, I sometimes can't because I don't have the budget for it. And then I also want to pay the models for their time and their job. And so I'm just like at a point, I'm going to catch 22 where I want to do so much, but financially I'm not able to. So I'm transparently speaking, I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, what are the next steps that I need to take? I know I need to hire somebody, um, but do I hire a business coach to help me, you know, scale my brand or do I hire an assistant? Which is why I, I, I'm in that, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, or the phrase, um, oh my gosh, I say it all the time because it's, oh, analysis by paralysis or paralysis by analysis. (laughs) I have like so many options and I don't know what way to go. So I just don't do anything. And so I think I just need to find someone to talk to. And, um, and yeah, I just, I don't know. I hope I answered your question. I, I, like I said, I go off on tangents. Let's just call this the tangent. That's the name of this episode, the tangents. (laughs) Um, but anyway, yes. So that's how I stay motivated. And like I said, I will do a deep dive on how I started the business. Um, and where we're at now and all that stuff. So if you have any specific questions on that, let me know. But um, I think I'm going to wrap it up for now. How long is this? This has been, this has been 27 minutes. So hopefully we can get it to like a quick 25 minute one. But 
I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and please leave a review and rate it because it does help me. And um, yeah, I think that's it. Thank you guys so much for just being with me. I hope that you're enjoying this podcast. And if there's anything you want me to speak on or any guests you want me to bring on, comment below and let me know, but make sure to follow us on our socials. Everything is linked in the show notes for you. Thank you so, so much. I love you. I adore you. And I will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in to Better Than Before. I hope you loved today's episode and that you feel empowered and of course, inspired to live better than before. If you enjoyed today's episode and you'd like to support me in the podcast, please consider subscribing, leaving a review and rating. And if you want to stay up to date with all things better than before and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow me on Instagram at Yami Mufti and the podcast at better than before podcast. Thank you again for listening. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.